0: With more people in Vegas living in apartments, we know that growing anything green seems like a challenge, but it is possible. We asked our master gardener friend, Cheyenne Kyle from the Abodo Collective, how to create a garden right on your patio. She tells me the best foods to grow in small spaces, how to manage that transition from spring into the summer heat, and how we can repurpose everyday items to plant our garden. We're talking old shoes and even growing a watermelon In a bag. It's Wednesday, April 12th. I'm Vogue Robinson, and here's what Las Vegas is talking about. Good morning, Cheyenne, Kyle. Welcome back
1: to CityCast Las Vegas. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are so much fun. I'm glad to be back. So look, lots of people have rocks in their
0: yards instead mm. of soil. And a lot of people are living in apartments now in Vegas. So like, what's the first step to creating a spring garden for your patio? So we talking
1: small, small <laughs> containers. That kind of stuff. I think that the, a good start would be to identify the space that you want to use and figure out mm-hmm. what type of light you have, because the type mm-hmm. of light that you have is going to determine what kind of stuff you can grow. Do you have sunlight casting over your your area during the early day? And then around two, three, you don't get any sunlight there, which would generally mm-hmm. indicate that you're getting early morning sun, which is more intense than afternoon sun or late afternoon sun, or just all these other variables that would also determine the amount of sunlight, like the number of hours of sunlight that you get. So first things first, right? You want to make sure that you know what kind of sunlight that you're getting in the area that you are intending to grow in, and that'll help you determine what type of things you would have the best luck growing.
0: Now, containers-wise, you know, are we red solo cupping? What do you recommend
1: for our containers? Whatever is affordable. Whatever I like personally, I like to reuse, repurpose. So um, I've definitely had uh, two-gallon water bottle planters. Anything that you can put drainage holes in, you can successfully growing. Honestly, there are some materials, plastic, I feel like is always a little bit better because you have that water retention. If you're doing something like an old dresser drawer, again, if you can drill some, some holes what? into it. Yeah. All that stuff, tires, old boots. Now, when you're doing things like that, you want to maybe uh put some sort of sealant on it just so that you're not getting too much water to absorb into the actual fabric. Um, so I would okay. stick to plastic plastic is easy dollar store hit up the dollar stores dollar stores got containers for days and they'd be a dollar
0: I love the idea of a shoe being
1: on the patio like a bunch of old shoes <laughs> with some pretty flowers growing just hanging out outside the patio yeah you could do a shoe for every family member in the house that'd be cute yeah yeah
0: like the shoes you grew out of that'd be cute what kind of sealant would
1: they use it would depend on whatever medium they're working with. Again, if it it depends on what you're growing and how you're growing, you want to, if you're going to grow things that you intend to eat, then you want to be very mindful of any sort of chemicals that you are going to use. And I honestly, if you're growing something that you want to eat, I would just suggest plastic.
0: Got you. Okay. So we're going to, let's talk about things we can eat, right? Right. (laughs) So what are the edible things that we can plant
1: in our patio garden? You can plant whatever your heart desires i would i always tell people start off with the things that you eat that's that's really going to ensure that you take care of it because you Cheyenne, you want to see it you through you're saying that
0: but i'm talking about small though like i'm not about to put some watermelons on my patio no no maybe <laughs> not
1: watermelons you know what i mean but people can definitely grow bell peppers you can grow onions you can grow tomatoes things of that nature it doesn't have to be a huge crop Depending on the size of your patio, you probably could grow some sugar baby watermelons. You can grow watermelons in bags. So you know what I mean? Yeah. They have like those garden bags. You can grow you with some little watermelons, but that the the larger determinant and that is what type of light you have. So things that are going to be fruit bearing generally require more light, longer and a higher intensity of light. So you want to have something that's probably east facing where we're going to be getting about 6 hours of some really really good light that's where you want to put those things if you're going to grow like larger bell peppers or bulbs so onions or anything like potatoes, carrots, anything that's a fruit you're going to need more mm-hmm. light. So generally for most people in their in their patio gardens, leafy greens Always, you can't go wrong with that. Herbs. Also, if you're concerned and uh, you have not had the best track records with keeping your plant babies alive, I would do some herbs for sure. And then those are nice, cute, movable. You know, you mm. go out to your patio, you snip a few. If you have another enough space, you could also do like some lemon tree in a container or some other kind of dwarf tree you could put on your patio. Mm. Yeah. The last time I visited you
0: at the the Oboto Farm, you were really digging into the difference between the dirt and the rocks (laughs) that we have in the valley versus creating soil. So
1: what kind of soil should people be creating for their patio garden? Luckily enough, nurseries, big box stores, they have made it easy And generally, you want to do something that uh, it'll say container mix. Container mix, those are going to make sure that they have ingredients that are going to uh, keep your soil from compacting and getting really, really dense inside of the container, which is going to stop the roots from being able to grow, pull water and pull oxygen. You want to make sure that you don't pick up starter mix. Do not be confused by that. That is that's not going to have any nutrient content for your plants. When you're first starting off and you're first getting your your container garden going, you don't have to really worry about fertilizer. So you it's not necessary for you to have something that also contains fertilizer as well. I would look for container mixes that do have organic materials, kelp, you know, things something organic in it. That way you don't actually have to worry about when to fertilize your plants got you that is so helpful I got stuff dying right now
0: Um, (laughs) so we're gonna help my stuff out Every year, also, my my father-in-law, he plants flowers every spring. But I'm wondering, are there flowers that we should be planting in the springtime? Like, what's good for the bees and what's good for kind of bringing the pollinators to our plants and our, our patio garden?
1: Awesome. Oh, my goodness. I love that. I've recently gotten into flowers myself. It's been so much fun. And I have a whole bunch of plants on my patio now that are, like, not fruit plants, not Edibles, which is very, very, this is my first time doing it. So I'm learning along with you guys. And I would say like, uh, goodness, daisies. The -hmm. daisies I've been seeing have been really, really good. I have some planted at the farm now. Um, Petunias, you know, they're pretty hardy. They do very well. When you go and you look for flowers, you want to say, you want to look for things that specifically say that they do well in zone nine. Zone nine. nine. That's where we're at. That's referring to the hardiness zone. That is going to take into account the climate of the region that you're in. So everybody, depending on where you are in the city, you're going to have a different microclimate. But a good rule of thumb is to look at the hardiness zone and make sure that that flower is, because a lot of times for nurseries and big box stores, they're importing them from other places. So some of the things will not work here. They're just not going to work as well. And then we're setting ourselves up for failure. Then people get sad and they say, "Oh, I kill everything." No, it's not. You just weren't growing the right plants. Mm-hmm. Also, but they ain't from here. They, they ain't from the here. That
0: they don't have the skin for
1: that. They don't understand. They gotta. <laughs> they gotta acclimate. <laughs> so um, also. I'm a huge, huge fan of the resources available through the Cooperative Extension, Master Gardeners. I highly, oh. highly, highly suggest going onto the publications page. You can type in flowers and just search flowers. You can see roses do very well here too. And then also you can call the Master Gardener helpline. They are super helpful. I love them. They Man. are a great resource. I can literally be like, boop, 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 boop. Yes. Hello. yes. You can be like, I've never <laughs> grown anything before and I want to put some really pretty flowers out there for the pollinators they do have seeds available generally and you can request that and there'll be native seeds that are going to bring in our native pollinators so they're just a wonderful resource and i highly highly suggest that
0: okay so we've started our patio garden yay it's growing we got some little little seedlings popping up yes but then the gnats and the bugs and the plant predators come for whatever you've been planting. Yes. How do we
1: protect our little patio garden? So the best way to protect your patio garden is to make sure that you are growing things that are going to help bring in that that pest, natural predator. You can go to star nursery. You can go buy ladybugs. You can buy praying mantises. Those are things that are going to help to eat the bugs that are... Because, um, you know, we have... Pest, and then we have insects, and pests are the ones that are the naggy, the ones we don't want—the gnats, the ants, you know, those things that are going to kind of. Ants. (laughs) I mean, but do they love you? That's a side. But do they love you though? Right? They don't. And and if you get ants, (laughs) if you get ants, you're on your way to getting aphids. So you really don't want ants. If you see an ant trail, what you can do, you can go ahead and put some cinnamon around it, and it'll help repel them. I like using natural repellents, castile soaps certain essential oils peppermint oils and then um, the sticky tapes mm. so order those order those from online because for some reason they're kind of difficult or you can make them at home. I am a fan of a DIY. If you have some yellow construction paper get you some double-sided tape make it do what it do there' nice. for whatever reason a lot of those flying insects are attracted to the color yellow so put them next to the beds but not too too close. And also I do have to disclose that whatever flies is gonna stick to that. So our good our good insects too, our happy insects mm. too. So we do have to keep that in mind. If you're gonna use any sort of insecticides or anything, the insecticide can't tell the difference between a beneficial insect and a pest. What other tips or techniques should patio gardeners consider? Oh my goodness, start small. You can grow something for every season out here. So maybe start off with two or three plants that are gonna do well in the spring here transition out to moving into your, your cool season crops, maybe you add another plant, you know? And then mm-hmm. you just continue to grow and figure out what works, what doesn't work, what, what you like eating, what's easy to maintain. Because some of the plants do, you know, if it gets sick or it does get an infestation, the work to try to mitigate that is different for different plants. And some plants mm-hmm. you have to know, like there are plants that you got a baby.
0: Mm-hmm. And then how do you preserve your patio garden once 100-degree summer hits? You just pray for it. Look (laughs) at your face. You just pray for it. No,
1: (laughs) no. Because if you're you're the person that is getting early sun to afternoon sun, you're getting six hours of light from when the light first rises over here because that light is way more intense. My apartment is, where are we at? My apartment is west facing. So I get late afternoon sun. I don't get sun on my side of the building until about three, four. And that sunlight is way less intense than noon sun. Right. Hmm. So, and then also I'm only getting about four hours of sunlight. So for me, I really am restricted in only growing my leafy greens because like a bell pepper is not going to have enough sunlight to fully form. So if you have, if you have a, your patio garden is facing a direction where you're going to be getting that super intense light. You could probably grow. If you have the space, I would do like an eggplant. Eggplant loves hundred degree weather if you like eggplant, but you want to do a smaller variety like the Japanese kind. And you want to see, make sure on the label, if you're buying a transplant, you want to make sure you read the label and, and everything and make sure that we can maintain the environment. But eggplant does well out here. If you have enough Again, if you have enough space, you can grow a nice little okra shrub, things like that that really do love the the heat, that love that 100 plus degree weather. If you have the space, I would also consider some sugar baby watermelons, which are going to be like some small watermelons. Mm -hmm. They're like, uh, let's think about like the size of a five pound bag of potatoes. Okay. Like that kind of sack on your patio. Can you fit that on your patio? Then you can probably... You know they have those bags that you can go ahead and grow some uh, watermelons in. If you are getting that or early intense sunlight, that is something that you can do. Or you can skip the summer. You know you could put something in there like a bean or something that'll help to enrich that container soil because we want to be intentional, even with mm. us. Yeah, like there, we we can be really intentional about building soil. Like yeah, it's container soil and we bought it, but that doesn't mean like that we don't pour into it, that we don't love on it, that we don't, you know, try to make it as healthy as we can uh by adding organic matter to it. Yeah. So would
0: you say okay, for the patio my patio plants, once summer hits, I need to be timing how much sun they're getting and then just bringing them inside or giving them some shade after like 6 hours? Is that the would that be the ball game the best way to protect them?
1: I mean, it it could be, but I don't feel like that's is it, super realistic, honestly. In order for people to do things... I could do that. But could you... You don't believe in me. (laughs) I can. I totally do. But I want it to be easy for you. So let's do plants that we don't have to keep taking in and out of the house. Let's just make it easy for us. You know, some beans, some pole beans, some bush beans, things like that, that are going to create a nice, like, thick shrub. So plant a canopy. (laughs) Yeah, something that makes a nice canopy. Got you. That'll give you a little bit of shade, too. So you can grow something on the other side because these containers, the great thing about containers is that you can move them however you need to. But right. they do get heavy. So I don't want people to have to always, you know, worry about I just worked a six hour shift. Now I got to put my plants in the house and take them out in the morning. Like, don't nobody got time for all of that. Facts. We can make it easy for ourselves. And then that way we we maintain longevity. That's why we like to start small. We like to do it, you know what I mean, in a way that is gonna be easy for us to maintain and slowly add on to our gardening lifestyle so Cheyenne
0: what are the three like three benefits to starting a spring garden
1: oh my goodness the best thing about growing food at your house my absolute favorite flavor flavor it's not it is incomparable you going outside even if you only grow lettuce honey I promise Hmm. you. You will not only will you eat more of it, which has health benefits because it's right there, but the flavors that you're going to be able to get because you don't have to wait. From there's no time from harvest to plate. So I'm here. It really is. Is health benefits, it's
0: convenience, and it's the the actual... Like, I mean, I also feel like the pride of like, you know, yes. I grew this. Exactly. Right? But then the, the flavor also, though, because yes. I mean, you know, whatever's been in the soil. Loki, you know what your plants have been eating. So right, right. flavor,
1: convenience. And your health. There's so many benefits. You get to learn, you know what I mean? One thing I could tell you guys, they're like... I may be a certified master gardener, but nature is extremely humbling. You feel me? There is, there is, it is a constant learning curve and I, you just, it makes it fun. You know, it makes it, it makes it really, really exciting to be like, oh, okay, well look at this sprout. And I love seeing new leaves grow and I love seeing like, you know, new things blossom and new things bloom and the excitement that we get from that. I feel like it's something that's really just internal it's something that like we all feel and it, it it does go hand in hand with that pride of just being like look at what I grew but you got to love on something and then you got to watch this thing love back on you it's like it's really cool
0: Cheyenne Kyle thank you so much for being on CityCast Las Vegas again you're amazing
1: thank you so much for having me Vogue we always have so much fun so thank you
0: And now for some news. What's going on, David? Well, Vogue, under a wide-ranging education bill before the legislature proposed by Senator Dina Neal, cities would be barred from operating or even funding charter schools. The city of Las Vegas sponsors one right now. Substitute teachers would also have to have at least an associate's degree. And CCSD couldn't futz around with the public's right to comment at meetings. Also, you can more than double your stash to as much as 2.5 ounces of recreational weed—that's a lot of weed—under Senate Bill 277, which is being debated in Carson City. As sponsor Senator Dallas Harris noted, There's no assumption that if I'm buying a 48-pack of beer, I must be doing something illicit with it afterwards. But then again, Senator Harris, if you're sneaking all that beer onto the Senate floor, hmm that's all for today here on citycast las vegas send us a picture of your spring garden and tell a friend that you got some tips from our show you can also help us out by rating the show leaving us a review and subscribing to our morning newsletter we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city take care
1: What is this? Who is it? Yes, yes, exactly. And then <laughs> and there's, there's the good and die from my garden. No, from <laughs> my garden, <laughs> darling. From the from out front in the garden, my love. <laughs> yes.